Welcome to the Explaining Albania podcast with me, Alice Taylor. My guest today is Adelina Pietra, a psychotherapist from Albania. Today we're going to be discussing the taboo of mental health in Albanian society, various coping mechanisms that each of us can employ to deal with the stresses and anxieties that life throws at us, the benefits of everyone taking care of their mental health, and some of the unique techniques that Adelina uses in her day-to-day work. Good morning, Adelina. Welcome. Good morning, darling. How are you? Great. How are you? Uh, not too bad, thank you. Very well. All things considered, um, I seem to be surviving quite well, which is always a good thing. Um, could you take a moment um, to explain yourself, um, introduce yourself, say what it is you do, etc.? Oh, yeah. Well, my name is Adelina Pietra. I am a clinical psychologist and psychotherapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a certificate and diplomas and training in EMDR, BWRT, psychosexual dysfunction, trauma, emergency psychology. Can I stop now? <laughs> okay. Oh, no, I mean, that's, that's an impressive list. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot, but let's get this all together. I work mainly... Yes with uh with age six and up so six mm-hmm. uh, 80 30, uh, 90 years old and yep. uh, mostly in my clinic and online mm-hmm. obviously yes the online world now um, yep. you're probably conducting a lot of work online do you find that do you find it any more difficult to connect with the people you're speaking to when you work online no, telling the truth, no, because I started working online way before this pandemic happened. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yes. so I was prepared to work online. Uh, mm-hmm. And this, uh, because some of therapies that I am, I have the degree are designed mm-hmm. to work and to be applied on- online. So I, I didn't have any difficulty on this matter. That's really good. Great. Um, so what I wanted to talk a bit about first was you've you've reeled off this long list of qualifications and specialities. How did you choose this path in life? What made you decide to pursue this? Oh, well, first my, my first degree, university degree, was in medicine, and uh, during mm-hmm. that time I was in my practical uh, part of of the university. I was saying that uh, there is something more than physical pain in people. And something that I did, I cannot explain in that time, um, what mind get us to, to feel and uh, to have. So that was the point that I said, okay, I have to study this field. So I have a bit better uh, approach to, to the clients, to the people and help them way better. So that was the point that I, went through i left medicine i went through psychology and started studying this field and i'm not stopping yet (laughs) (laughs) did you find now my father was a psychologist and i know from the work that he did he had to do a lot of work on sort of therapy for himself because he said before I can treat other people I have to be able to sort of know that I'm sane if you like yeah did you do the same Yes, uh, I from the from the beginning uh, of my work, the first thing that I did was therapy for myself. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, even now, I do therapy when I need personal therapy, mm-hmm. but mostly I do supervision of my work. 
you mm -hmm. can work in this field alone and think that you can make all happen, all solve. So you need uh, backup from other therapists around the world. So I am very, very, mm, I have a very strict rule on this field. I have to be on track all the time to offer mm -hmm. my best service. Yes, yes, of course. I, take I imagine. <laughs> Um, no, I was just going to say, I imagine, you know, especially if you're working with trauma, pa patients who suffered trauma, you know, dealing with people who have quite horrific stories to tell or have been mm -hmm. through a lot, that can, I imagine, place quite a burden on you as well. You know, you're dealing with that secondary trauma from them. So you have to take steps to take care of yourself as well. Of course, therapists, psychologists are human beings. So mm -hmm. I wonder, I don't want affects me in a way that's why yes. i have to be aware of this thing mm -hmm. happening and take action for myself and this is the way i give the best for my clients because if i go yes. in the same hurricane that client bring brings in the therapy we are lost both yes. i don't want that to happen yes of course no, of course. Now, I want to talk a bit about stigma. Now, I think mental health has a stigma in every society, in every country yeah. in the world. But yeah. in Albania, it seems to be something you definitely don't talk about. It's a sign of weakness, or that's how it's considered. Can you talk a bit about how mental health is considered in Albania, please? Well, telling the truth, what I see every day, they came to therapy, but they don't talk around that they, they go to therapy. Mm -hmm. And this is uh, a little bit bizarre. So um, they they know the therapist, the work of a psychologist, they, they came in therapy. But the first thing they say to this, uh, the, themselves when they come to the first uh, session is, well, I am clever enough. I, I, I never thought that I would be in this place. Mm -hmm. Clever, I helped a lot. How come now I can help myself? As I said before, I'm a psychologist and I do therapy. How about you? It's not about clever. It's about feelings and process that our mind does. So mm -hmm. we have to be aware and not just let it. Uh, I have read so, so many books or I have studied so many that that's why I, I shouldn't have this kind of feeling. Yes, mm -hmm. they have a little bit stigma on this because here is a mentality when you suffer from something, they go first to the doctor to get a pill to mm -hmm. solve things. So they choose a short way of dealing. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't work really because they still have to come to therapy to resolve all, all their pain, their trauma yeah. they have. Do you think it's also to do with, I mean, I'm foreign and my, my mm -hmm. perception is, um, that people don't talk about feelings very much. Yeah. Uh, people don't like to admit if they feel hurt, if they feel sad, if they, you know, there's very much, which is great in some ways, you know, Albanian people are very strong or very sort of blunt, but there doesn't seem to be much acknowledgement of, okay, that was hurtful, that was traumatic, that made me feel bad, or saying, I'm struggling, I need help. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they repress their feelings. And mm -hmm. when I ask for traumas in their life, they pick up big traumas and those little T traumas, they don't mm -hmm. mention at all uh, getting them as normal things. Yes. 
in life. Yes. And that, that, that's the issue. They, they don't recall or uh, say for, for those uh, events in their life that there is something bad or they yes. felt worse in one moment in life. But they, they stick on the big things. I didn't have any trauma, they say, uh, thinking about big traumas. But when mm -hmm. I go deeper, I see a lot of complex traumas in their life. Yes, they've repressed it. They've sort they of... Don't talk about... It's a shame mm -hmm. to talk about... Uh, don't tell anyone. Family, mm -hmm. it stays in the family. Uh, that's why they, they keep all for, for themselves. And that's why they are... Uh, they become more suffering. Yes. Yes, because you're pushing it inside. So they don't know how mm. to express that feeling. Yes. Even if they have. And it can come out in other ways. You know, if you're repressing these very complex, dark feelings, you know, for years and years and years, it could, I imagine, manifest in aggression, in repeating sort of traumas that have happened to them with um, yeah. abusive substances. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. marriage that don't go well or physical mm -hmm. problems, though. And yes. with a uh, heart, stomach or whatever else in the organs that uh, they feel pain. But uh, when they go to the hospital, nothing is there. Yes. Yes, because that's true. We don't uh, we don't appreciate the impact that stress um, mm -hmm. has physically on the human body. Um, it, it can have huge, huge effects, especially for digestion and things. I remember when I was um, a lot younger, I went through a very stressful time and it affected my eyesight. Um, it was a really bizarre thing. And, you know, I went for all these tests and everything was fine. And the doctor said, I think it's stress. I think it's yeah. stress that's causing this. Yeah, it happens a lot. Even when, when a client came to my clinic that they have uh, stomach issues, and they did all the tests in the hospitals, nothing was there. I know that in this person is some fear there. Mm -hmm. Psychologist, I know. So I work, I go through to, to search to what's the fear in this person. Yes. Fearing about. Because I know it's directly affected the stomach. The problem yes. he has. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. very sad that people are sort of ashamed to acknowledge these feelings because in actual fact I believe that when you acknowledge a trauma and when you start delving deep into why you're stressed why you're upset and the difficult things that have happened to you that takes immense strength so yeah. in actual fact going to therapy is a is a sign of being very 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 strong and the opposite of how it's perceived yeah it's the best thing so I'm I'm happy I feel happy when a person uh not just for my job, but when I see a person that, okay, it's time to, to, to work on this. It's time mm -hmm. to do something else that really needs help, needs strength a lot. It's not easy mm -hmm. to talk about your traumas or your uh, hardships in life. It's not easy mm -hmm. at all, but it's something that you have to work with a professional, not alone, because you, yes. you get into it deeper and instead of solving something, you create another something that doesn't help you. Mm -hmm. um, now, one of the common misconceptions I hear is that going to therapy or admitting you suffer from stress or anxiety or depression means you're not a capable mother. You won't be able to do your job properly. Can you help me bust that myth, please? 
or well with if you are a mother that you are suffering the only way to to show strength is to search help yourself because if you are struggling mm-hmm. you can't help your child because you are not able to so mm-hmm. you need to get help to get in shape for yourself to learn how how it goes everything so you are you're going to be able to uh, to raise your kid well but yes. able to see her or his suffering in life if that ever happens so uh i think it's the best thing a person can invest in themselves so a good psychologist a good doctor and a good lawyer so this is <laughs> what you have in their life to function good and to, yeah what can we live in this society we we need a doctor we need somebody that tell us the truth about our health we need a lawyer because we can be good and great but somebody else can and get away so the lawyers do you know that. what i think i want that on my coffee mug printed on a mug all you need in life is a good therapist and a good lawyer yeah, <laughs> a good doctor you could sell t-shirts with that sort of thing no i i think what i wanted to try and 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 explain was that if you're suffering from anxiety depression or stress it doesn't mean you're not capable of doing your job you can still go to work you can be an excellent journalist lawyer teacher doctor mother yeah how you're if you're having struggles and you're seeking help that doesn't mean that you are any less of a person or any less capable at doing your job the truth is that everyone everybody of this um thinks that only i have only i am suffering mm-hmm. that's not the truth everybody suffers from something mm-hmm. everybody even if you don't have never trauma in your life that that's not true mm-hmm. <laughs> you you see a lot on tv you see a lot of de- details on tv mm-hmm. to to feel bad or shocked and that's a trauma that's another trauma you yes you are a testimony of something happening in the world uh-huh. so when you see yourself that you are not in um you're feeling like lack of something that's mm-hmm. the time to, to reach and to, to see help everybody needs that even if yes. you don't have nothing just to have a conversation and to 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 get another point of view of things helps mm-hmm. a lot yes because we're absorbing as you said you mentioned the television just now we're absorbing different forms of trauma all the time aren't we yeah. from what yeah. we see on television from listening to friends and family and their problems to arguments with friends or big incidents like the earthquake for example that happened in November 2019 all these things are impacting us in little ways so yeah i agree i think everybody should have some form of therapy but i think in albania it's it's a bit hard for people as well what are the state services like for people who need counseling can they get free counseling or psychotherapy or does it have to be private uh well there there are uh, in state uh, mental health service that is mm-hmm. but has not the same quality as in private yes so mm-hmm. they offer for free but it's a fa- uh, it's 10 minutes 15 minutes of consultation and that's not enough wow no. yeah so it's luck what's the problem here it's not even those referral uh, rules that you have to refer the client to 
mm-hmm. from doctor to a therapist or another way. Um, yes. I'm disappointed to say that, yes, there are in state uh, mental health services, but not the quality it's supposed to be. Yes. Uh, that's the problem. That's a, it's a shame. I mean, I know, you know, Albania has challenges with not being particularly rich and struggling with healthcare, but I don't think perhaps the people in positions of power understand just how crucial supporting mental health is to the general well-being of the population. Oh, they don't know at all. They, they think about therapy like, like a conversation. It's not mm-hmm. a conversation, sir. It's a process. <laughs> yes. You know, to be honest, I think I think any politician before they go into office should be mandated to have intense therapy beforehand. Oh, that's my dream, but I think it's going to be true. <laughs> I think we'd be we'd be we'd have a national shortage of politicians if that was the case. Yeah. I don't think many of them would pass. Just to, to make them sit and talk about their own traumas so they yes. don't give out such ha- headache to the people. Yes. Yeah, so they don't impose their their um, their ideas of grandeur and their narcissism onto us. You know, yeah. it would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I will offer for free. I swear. <laughs> Just so, um, we've established that it would be great if everybody could have therapy, if it could be sort of mandated or given in schools, but. Obviously, that's difficult in a country like Albania. Wow. What can you suggest some ways or a couple of small techniques, perhaps, that people can use and integrate into their lives just to help them a bit with anxiety and stress? Do you have any tips for people? Well, uh, the first thing that we teach everybody that came to our clinic is the breathing technique. So yes. They have heard, they have seen in YouTube and around, but they all do that wrong way mm-hmm. so they have to do that kind of breathing that is for themselves not too much too much mm-hmm. breathing but it's a slow one with the nose breathe in mm-hmm. it one second and breathe out with your mouth people with anxiety think mm-hmm. that in that moment i'm i'm lacking uh, oxygen and they breathe with their mouth thinking that have more uh-huh. oxygen but that's wrong because this oxygen goes down to the stomach not in the brain that needs that Okay. This is one thing. Uh, the other technique that they can use is uh, it's called grounding technique for anxiety mm-hmm. and panic attacks. That is, uh, you have to activate uh, in that moment. So you sit and you look around and, and say, name five things that you can see with your mind, mm-hmm. without talking, with your mm-hmm. mind. So you sit there and you say, okay. Um, a telephone, a table, a chair. So you say to yourself, then uh, four things that you can touch without moving. Okay, mm-hmm. I can touch my ring right now, my hairs, my, my jacket, uh, my laptop. After that, focus really deep and what you can hear. Mm-hmm. I can hear right now my conditioner. I can hear uh, a car in the street. And I can hear your voice on my laptop. Mm-hmm. After that, it's what you can smell. So you focus, mm-hmm. no matter where you are, you have to name the thing you smell. It can be food, can be coffee, can be whatever you have around, or you can sense the smell. And mm-hmm. the last one is what you can um, 
something that you can drink or you can recall the, the flavor of it okay. in your mind and name it. And after all this, the breathing. So you do the breathing, mm -hmm. breathe out. So you activate every, every, every sense of yours in the moment of now. And helps to get out from that chaos of anxiety. Okay, uh, so that could be used in an anxiety attack or a panic attack. Yeah, yes, mm -hmm. it's very helpful. Okay. Uh, well, don't uh, talking about what you are feeling helps, so you mm -hmm. you get it out everything yes. that you are feeling in that moment, and looking for help. Mm -hmm. So these are the tips how to manage how to to go through with the panic, but it's not something that you can treat. No, no. Yeah. They're just things, short-term things that can help you. Yeah, um, yeah. What about in improving sort of um, like the general, the general mental well-being of people? For example, people say, oh, you need to get out and do more exercise and things like that. What things, are there any dietary things, um, certain exercises, things people can do just to sort of, yeah, Get the endorphins or, a bit. They, they don't have to be in, in to do so much things. Just a, a walk in the nature, uh, mm -hmm. walk in the places that, that are trees and green. So mm -hmm. I can step. Ah, I walk every day from from my work to the whatever. Uh, now it's not enough because you work through the stress. Yes, so it doesn't count that that kind of walk. It's a mm -hmm. walk where there is green around that mm -hmm. helps the mind to be relaxed okay one thing the other thing of course you don't have to to drink a lot of coffee or a lot of uh, energy drinks mm -hmm. around you or to have a healthy diet uh on your meals so to respect your your body mm -hmm. more there are a lot of techniques how to to go through um but if you need drink lots of water water yeah a lot of water because mm -hmm. i've found sometimes when i've i've been feeling really um angry or upset and i'm trying to figure out why and i've realized it's because i've been dehydrated yeah well is you know yourself and you act you do the action mm -hmm. yes that's, that's cool but i'm talking about yeah. people that they do all this stuff and they still can get it yes work out mm -hmm. so for someone who's suffering um and might be struggling to find the resources um like if they can't access um healthcare via the state what can they do like if someone's really worried about sort of their mental situation but maybe they're not very well off financially what options are there for them <clears throat> options in the state none nothing telling <laughs> the truth none yes. they mm -hmm. have to do something for themselves and mm -hmm. maybe maybe search for help from their relatives to help them out mm -hmm. get out of this uh, thing they they feel and to be able to work and to be you know, in society better mm -hmm. and this happens telling the truth uh, mm -hmm. when people came to therapy i know the lack of money and the lack of everything but they find a way to yes. have to have it 
Mm -hmm. so when, when a person really wants and need it, they do it. They just do yes. it. They find a ways to do that. Yes. Okay, it's um, it's a difficult, it's a difficult situation, isn't it? Where the the national health is just not providing enough for people. It's a very yeah. sad situation. Now we spoke before, and you told me that you are pioneering and are working with a very, um, a very interesting type of particular type of therapy. I believe you said you're the only person in Albania that's working with this type of therapy. Can you explain to me about this, please? Yeah, it's a BWRT therapy. I'm not right now. I'm not the only one working on this, but I'm mm -hmm. the only one trainer, accredited trainer uh, for this mm -hmm. therapy. So mm -hmm. I'm able now to teach other psychologists how to work with this therapy. Great. Uh, brain working uh, therapy is born in UK mm -hmm. and is a totally neuro, uh, neuroscience therapy work okay. really fast in the brain so the mm -hmm. process of the brain in neurons and we we create another path of how the brain works mm -hmm. um it's amazing i don't know what to say for that because it's the best therapy that i ever had in my pocket mm -hmm. and i used from uh, four years now you know yes. and this gives me the chance uh, the mm, the thing that I work not only in Albania, but all over the world, not only with Albanians, but with uh, others too. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a fast therapy. The world is very fast. The, everybody doesn't have the, that luxury to stay in therapy for years. They need, mm -hmm. they need to be able to, to start working and to start living right here, right now. And yes. this is what this therapy offers gives you the ability to be uh, good and better fast. If you could, if you had to explain it in a few sentences to someone without um, a degree in psychology, how, could you explain a bit how it works, but in a simple way? Well, it, it, we apply the protocols, because we have protocols, in the mm -hmm. um, reptilian complex part of the brain that is automatic. There is no um, awareness there. There is no emotion there. There is all automatic. It's the first part of the brain that arises when something happens. And we change there the, the data that our brain has sorted from, for that traumatic event or life event before going to the other part of the brain that, that there are emotions and feelings and thoughts about themselves that uh, give a little bit of luck in their life right now. That's why mm -hmm. it's fast, because it works in the first part of the brain. Mm -hmm. um, well, explaining in the simple words is kind of hard, because yes. it's more <laughs> science, and I have to explain the part of the brains and how uh -huh. our mind works. It's one over the third of the seconds. Everything happens. We think we, we have free will, but that's not true. We don't have free mm -hmm. will as we think. And for that, you, you can, people can search about the Benjamin Libet experiment in 83, he got mm -hmm. a prize for that, when he, when he find out that we don't have free will as we think. Everything is, is activated way before we are aware of that. Mm -hmm. And taking this in account, this therapy 
uses this experiment to build up a new narrow pathway to work exactly as the client wants. So the client chooses how we want to feel instead or how we want to, to react instead, instead of what happens in automatic way. Mm-hmm. It sounds very interesting because you think of therapy as being, you know, sitting down or, or lying down on a couch in someone's office and just telling them about your childhood. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> reality is not at all like this. It's more right. easy for, for the client to work. Mm-hmm. They, they can be content free. So a client is not, they don't have to tell every detail of the, their life or the story of their life. They just can tell what I have right now. So, for example, I'm afraid to go in a party, let's say that. Mm-hmm. And I don't ask when it happens for the first time, what happens in that time. I don't ask this kind of questions. I start working on this. This is something that you have right now. Let's change it. What you want mm-hmm. to do instead of that. What, what you want to feel instead of that. Mm-hmm. And I go through with the, with the process of BWRT. It's far easy. It's more uh, able to work even with uh, public persons, VIP persons that they have the dislike that I can't go because I have to tell a lot of my stories and things. Yes. They can be free with BWRT. No, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. They have that privacy. You yeah, know, they don't have to. Yes. They can keep things for themselves, but work on the problems they see they have. Yes. Yeah, that's very important. Now, you mentioned EMDR as well, if I yeah. heard correctly. Could you explain a bit about this therapy as well, please? Well, this therapy is born in USA uh, 40 years ago, uh, mm-hmm. mostly for the traumas. Uh, has eight stages in therapy to work through. Yeah. So we go with the first two stages that are uh, the history of the client. Uh, then we do a the technique that is a safe place. We have to mm-hmm. find this safe place. Then go and reprocess the traumas or the feelings to the client with the stimulation of the eyes. Mm-hmm. So wow. we do, yeah, we do a technique that is we stimulate the eyes to move in a in a such direction that allows the brain, two parts of the brain, to interact with each other and resolve the trauma and everything. Wow, that sounds sort of <laughs> science fiction-like. Yeah, I think <laughs> that it's really cool because when a client goes through this this process, uh, well, um, is totally there and as he can't choose or, or can't think to choose what to say, it comes along, so the brain goes and gives free talk and speech and comes a lot of um, situations in life that he probably forgot that yes it was there uh-huh this is a really interesting i'm always i'm curious to try it for myself you know <laughs> um no that's really interesting thank you for taking the time to explain that um and out of the two which one do you or does it I mean, are both suitable for everybody or does it really depend on the kind of issues that somebody's having? Uh, it's not for the issues, but for the person itself. If a person mm-hmm. needs, his need is to talk more and to, to clarify his life, 
I suggested to go through with the EMDR mm-hmm. that I integrate with other therapies. So when I use yes. EMDR, I integrate it with CBT, with mindfulness, with play therapy, with a lot of therapies. Mm-hmm. This kind of process. But if a client came to my clinic and says to me that I don't care where, where it started or what, but I want to resolve this fast, I use just BWRP that can't be integrated with any other therapies. Okay. Another process of working. Right. So, but the you you keep saying you know the BRWT is if people want to fix it fast, they want to solve the problem quickly. Is that it is as effective because we you know we typically think if something's fixed quickly, it's maybe not done properly. You know. Uh, there there are permanent changes. Mm-hmm. All the therapies they are objective is to solve something right mm-hmm. but the way is different yes the way to work on that is different some therapies need more time that psychoanalysis that is a lifetime therapy process yes uh, so they work for the same purpose but different ways of working yes. when when somebody has a trauma what he needs from therapy is to resolve it right mm-hmm. okay so I can offer you want something that I, I'm, I'm not sending you there and be re-traumatized again and feel the same pain again, but I'm saying here, getting in count that this trauma has caused you this and let's change this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's permanent. None of my clients didn't come in therapy or go to another therapist for the same issue uh-huh. that worked with BWRT. That's great. Yeah. Now, my last question for you, there might be people listening, as we mentioned earlier, thinking, mm-hmm. ah, I don't have trauma, I'm fine, you know, I'm absolutely 100% fine. What are some of the subtle signs of trauma that people might be having, but they're not understanding that it's related to some trauma that they've suffered? Oh, well, for, for that... To, to see really clear, we have to do the, the consultation in clinic, but they can see in themselves that they are lacking of working maybe, mm-hmm. or they don't have energy, or mm-hmm. they are angry all the time, and they, they don't know why they are angry. Okay. Uh, they are impulsive, or they feel uh, they can't do nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm, they can make it. Um, they don't have good relationships with friends or with their partner, um, everyday, everyday tasks that before they did it good, but now something is, is changed there. That's the mm-hmm. moment that you have to, to, to see what's happening with me. Yes. Because that's a person can, can think, oh, that's not a trauma. They, do, they can't or, or they don't see that as a trauma. But when I ask, what did you feel in that moment? Not now that you are thinking. In that moment, oh, in that moment I was freeze, shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a trauma. Yes. See, these are very small things that people might not even realize constitute yeah. as a trauma. You know. Yeah. Um, hopefully, people will will listen to that and go, "Oh, yeah, I'm angry all the time, and <laughs> maybe I need to address that." You know, because I think that's something quite common with people. They get angry for very small things. Their relationships suffer. You know, um, or so very... self or self bad cognitive thoughts. 
they think for themselves badly, negatively. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. I'm not uh, smart enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. Yes. That's, that's right. what I see what's happening with me. Great. Not great, but great oh. for you explaining. Yeah, great to know. Yes. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to explain all of this and to engage in this discussion with me. I hope that some people listening to this have maybe been inspired to consider taking part in some therapy or um, are maybe beginning to understand that the need for therapy or feeling depressed or anxious is not a, a, it's not a disability. It's not something that makes them less of a person or, or makes them weak. Um, so I really appreciate your input on this topic. I think it's important to discuss these things sort of openly and publicly without any shame or stigma. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Explaining Albania podcast. You can stay up to date with our latest episodes on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and of course, Anchor FM. Be sure to follow us on social media as well for upcoming episodes and articles on Albania and the region.